creating at scale. It's the same with commenting on Instagram. If you're trying to grow your Instagram, go in and drop 100 comments a day on relevant posts. If you don't do that, then no one's going to know who you are because there's so much noise. The only way you can cut through is through quantity and hard work and just being there and being unreasonable in your outreach. You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, I'm Andrew, this is Music Growth Talks, a podcast to help you grow your music career. And this is episode number 150, in case you want to look up the show notes at datedmusic.com, it would be a great idea. And my guest today is Matt Bacon, the founder of Dropout Media. Matt is a proper amazing industry and marketing expert specializing in the heavy metal world and uh, he's a host of Dump and Dumpers podcast I recommend you checking it out linking to it in the show notes as well uh, I first met Matt in Brooklyn a few years ago we were working on a project together and um, it was quite awesome to reconnect with him recently um, he's got an incredible amount of music marketing knowledge all tested in the fields uh, and his approach may be a bit different to what uh, you are usually told in the context of music promotion so listen on in full i also want to know that we've got a tiny bit of cursing on these episodes so there i had to warn you and of course i also have to uh, remind you that there is a way to support music growth talks and access a ton of exclusive music marketing advice from yours truly by becoming my patron for as low as three dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash andrew apanov thank you so much and now listen on matt welcome to music growth talks really cool to chat with you on my podcast this time absolutely so there are two people uh whose uh, instagram videos i enjoy watching every time in the music space it's uh, it's phil kaplan from distro kid who likes doing some nice uh silly videos with uh with useful tips and and yourself of course this like cigar series that you've got is quite amazing how, how did it you know how how did you even come up with this one i'm linking to it in the show notes to your instagram profile so everyone who's listening to us can understand what i'm talking about but i'm just getting a real kick out of what you do there and i've been watching this for a couple of years now yeah so it's it's funny it kind of it started with my buddy curtis dewar who kind of pushed me to try it he said look like I read about this thing online. I think that, you know, creating a lot of content is something you would be good at and you should maybe give it a shot, man. You know what I mean? Like it was real. It was really just that it was really like, hey, why don't you try? And I was coming out of some really rough, rough stuff in my life. I'd like, you know, it was like fresh off of like a, a bona fide drinking problem that I had to get under control and like a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, OK, like this seems like a step in the right direction that'll make me like feel better about myself. And <laughs> so we started doing it and then we started doing it every day and it just kept paying off. I think it's really one of those things that proves like, yeah, if you're dedicated to your community and you do your best to just give as much as humanly possible to your community, then your community is going to recognize that and turn around and want to want to help you. 
So the consistency here played a key role, I imagine. 100%, always. Cool. No, th- this is really cool and uh, really useful. And you've, it's. I think it's quite important that it doesn't seem like you're trying way too hard. I do know well, and a lot of our listeners know well, that it takes a lot of work and emotional work oftentimes to actually you know, film yourself on camera, even though technically it's easy and doesn't take lots of time, it requires some preparation and some mental energy. So you're yeah. doing that, but in a very natural, cool way, I think it's it's also helps. It works, I think, really well for Instagram in particular. Yeah, this is this is cool. Linking to it, to it, and yeah, everyone just check it out. I think it's what what's it? Is it uh, Bacon Beats hashtag? Yeah, yeah. So this is really good. All right. So a couple years back, so looking into into Dropout Media, and uh, this is the company that you've been running for some years now. How how did you end up there working with musicians independently? So what happened was I was actually, I dropped out of college to do a... PR job because before that in high school I was kind of like the music nerd. I was constantly in touch with different bands. I, you know, I I was running a record label from the time I was like 17 or something. Like this was like what I did and what I was going to do. You know what I mean? And I had a blog called Two Guys Metal Reviews that we would sort of use as the that kind of got me involved in the scene when I was 14 years old, right? And so I get to college, I'm hating it. And then my buddy who runs a PR company that I'd already been working with hits me up and says, hey, man, if you're interested, like, you can just come work for me full time. And so I did. I moved to New York City. I was working remotely, but like living in New York City definitely helped with connections. But then within a couple months of moving to New York City, it all sort of fell apart. I lost the job because the guy was going through a divorce, which is obviously, you know, obviously not anyone's fault but that's what we had to deal with right and um and so suddenly i'm sitting there at like you know 19 years old going like fuck what am i gonna do but what happened was a lot of the bands who i'd been working with really liked me because you know i would help them build their facebook page or help them understand what a facebook ad was or whatever just because i was trying to bring more value And I would see people making a lot of basic mistakes, right? And so that's what I managed to do to kind of keep going was I basically was able to leverage some of the former PR clients to sort of be marketing clients. Mm -hmm. Except at the time, I didn't realize it was marketing. Like I just kind of thought I was just like teaching bands how to do basic shit and helping them with stuff. And then over the next couple of years, as I kind of grew and progressed, that's when Dropout Media kind of evolved into like a a marketing company as it were yeah yeah that's that's cool and i think this is the best kind of background a marketing company can have these days uh, maybe in the music space or working with creative it's not coming from an actual marketing background i myself am technically an engineer although i'm a, i would make an absolutely disastrous engineer but uh, it all comes from the actual need to help musicians and actually doing the stuff that's uh, needed to help them grow. And then turns out that, well, it's common to call it marketing. Well, this is how I see it because some artists yeah, have... Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's... Um, but I think it is because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, I was like 
because I was like 16, 17, like giving bands advice on stuff. Right. And people were like looking to me and I was thinking about this. And I realized the reason that that was was just because I was, you know, with my blog, I was writing about a new unsigned band every day. So I was seeing a lot more than a lot of my peers. You know what I mean? And it's and what's interesting to me about music is that like you have to if you observe, then you're going to succeed. Right. You, but you but it really is based on, you know, it's not just following marketing formulas, although that's obviously a part of it. But it's like if you watch your scene and go to a bunch of shows and talk to a bunch of people, then you're going to have a t- you're going to have the most success. Mm. You know, like you can't really get success in the music scene just by putting together a nice looking package. You have to be involved in the community and you have to understand the community which I think is the mistake a lot of people make is they don't take the time to really learn the community. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And being in the field is key for sure. But yeah, this, this is valuable. So this is one of the things that you teach your artist clients, correct? Do you work with record labels as well? Yes, I work with a bevy of them. It's actually most of what I do now. I work with Ripple Music, Artifact Records, Prophecy Productions, uh, Blacklight Media, which is a subsidiary of Metal Blade, one I can't talk about yet. And then I work with a couple of festivals and like music companies like Beyond the Gates in Norway, uh, Monolith on the Mesa in uh, New Mexico, and then Plastic Head, which is like a really big B2B company in sort of the metal world. Cool, cool. So what kind of, what, what, what's, what, what's you find the, some of the most required marketing services among these comp- companies these days? And uh, from my experience, it's, uh, it evolves and changes uh, regularly when uh, there are, you know, streaming uh, players coming, you know, becoming also important for uh, record labels and uh, particular social media platforms becoming more important than uh, the others. How does it look like for you? Or, or do you keep providing pretty much the same core services as when you started? I think the thing that people really want, the real like secret mystery thing, is understanding Facebook ads. You know, you see so much money wasted on Facebook ads every day, you know, just because like Facebook, you know, Facebook is a little bit less than honest with how they present the ads, you know, and if you pick apart the actual data, you see that they kind of may have wasted your money, you know, so having someone who understands how those ads work and who's able to explain it to you, I think is the big thing that a lot of people really ask of me. You know, obviously there's stuff like writing copy or putting together uh, core strategies, but I think that's a lot less important, you know, but the Facebook ads machine is really, it's a very finicky machine that very few people in underground music know how to work. Yeah. And so that's what really get, you know, and the, the way I view my company is like, I know how to use that machine, which is cool. And I can do a bunch of other shit, but sometimes my way in is just showing I can use that machine. You know what I mean? Because I'm 24. It's hard to be like, yeah, I can like put together marketing strategies. People would laugh at me. So I have to be like, look, I can do this one thing none of your people can do. And then you can open up other doors. The other thing I think that I've been helping a lot with a lot of my clients now that I think is super important is writing emails. You know, I'm of the belief that you should be hitting your mailing list like at least once a day. So, you know, that obviously requires a scale and a lot of uh, time and energy. For an artist or record label, anyone or, or oh, you everyone. is okay. I, um, I like if you look at Grant Cardone or uh, Frank Kern as two examples, but there's a few other guys, you know, they will literally hit their lists like five times a day, you know, because it's really just about 
pushing, 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 because people don't really unsubscribe. Like I'm a Grant Cardone fan. I've probably bought all the Grant Cardone things I'm going to buy or like I know where to buy anything else I want from him. But when it comes down to it, like I get five emails a day from that guy that I always delete, but I'm not unsubscribing. And, and one of them is going to one day convert me. I know, you know, and that's how I feel about music marketing in general is just it requires so many, you know, we, you used to talk about the, um, the advertising rule of sevens that someone need to see someone needs to see something seven times before they act on it. Right. But, you know, as we all spend more time being marketed to and advertised to, what we've kind of learned is that it's no longer a rule of seven. It's a rule of like 40, right? Like it's like you have to constantly, constantly be dealing with this and constantly be like touching people so that they see what you're doing, that that it's relevant and da, 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 da. That's why I've been so aggressive on being on podcasts lately is it's just like, you know, uh, Grant Cardone has a, a quote. I was just reading him last night about how, you're assuming you're competent. Your only real enemy is obscurity. Yeah, it's a good one. You know. So what what's what's the good ratio of purely promotional material and something that brings value or educates or entertains when you push that aggressively? It honestly depends on a lot of factors. I tend to believe that you can mix these things. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying necessarily have have a link to buy in every post, although that can work for some brands. Prophecy Productions does that pretty much and it works really well for them. You know, same with Plastic Head. But it's tricky because on the flip side, I think, and I think it depends on your company. So for me, for instance, with my mailing list, sometimes I'll send an email that's just like, here's a hip hop album I thought was cool. Send me your favorite hip hop albums. But and then reply to everyone who replies to me because that's just building the relationships. Yeah. Right. Like suddenly it's like it's no longer, oh, Matt's that guy who sends me marketing emails to fucking run Facebook ads or whatever the fuck Matt is, um, you know, uh, someone I talk to about hip hop and that's really important, you know, cause essentially what you're doing with social media is making a one to many experience feel one to one. And so you just need to figure out what makes the most sense for your personal brand for that to work. Does that make sense? I know that kind of dances around the question, no, but no, I don't have a real answer. Uh, and the, no, this is uh, such an important thing to be reminded of really so this 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 is uh, uh super valuable in my opinion so i'm glad that you're talking about that and uh, i agree actually even myself like we haven't been a particularly aggressive with email strategy for for the artists or the clients we do email for even i myself haven't been sending it out way too much and then i i got really active with for uh, bandcamp recently and i see how some of the labels I subscribe to like send out daily updates and it's I was surprised that it doesn't annoy me like I will ignore some of it and I'll just you know so this this does make sense what you just mentioned and I fully agree that we just we compete like we don't compete with other musicians and record labels we compete with Netflix and games and everything there is just too many things to be distracted with and uh, we have to be persistent and it is fine if someone unsubscribes or unfollows. So cool. I am eager to ask you a few more practical tactical things that you know now that you started diving into into some good stuff. Any maybe anything recent that's that you've been covering on your podcast uh, quite a bit, for example. 
like any 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 growth related topic okay a couple things i think the big thing that people are missing out on is engagement and they're not creating enough you know like my one of my business partners curtis Stewart, has committed to tweeting a hundred times a day right and it's been generating a lot of business for him i've been trying to tweet like 60 times a day and that's been working out well for me and it's just, but it's just like creating at scale it's the same with like commenting on instagram if you're trying to grow your instagram go in and drop a hundred comments a day on relevant posts right like if you don't do that, then no one's going to know who you are because there's so much noise right now that like the only way you can cut through is through quantity and hard work and just being there and being unreasonable in your outreach. You know, like so many people are like, oh, yeah, someone will someone will like stumble upon it eventually and it'll be like cool. But for me, I don't want it to be eventually or cool. I want it to be right the fuck now. I want to be in everyone's face always, you know, because like that's how I'm going to make money now. You know, like, like I work in fucking black metal, you know, and, and not like mainstream black metal. Like for whatever reason, you know, my musical tastes are pretty uh, particular, which is fine. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's only so much, you know, like if you want to be able to like have a living in black metal and like live in Brooklyn and not be broke all the time, which I was for a long time, you've got to be unreasonable. You know what I mean? You just got to go for it constantly. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's hard to 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 see the risks behind that. Like you may be some people off, but that's about it. I don't even think if there are any downsides. Well, the, one is the fact that you will have to sacrifice some other things because it will be time consuming. So I think it's very important for everyone listening to us to understand that it does require uh, dedication and commitment. Which I mean, I, I don't even I think if you're operating at a proper scale, like if you're really going for it, it's not even that. I mean, it's a time commitment. But like if you're really going for it, like today's a crazy day, but I'm also going to like fuck off for two hours after this and smoke cigars with my buddy, you know, like but you have to optimize your time. You know, you have to optimize your days and optimize how you're going to engage with other people. And that's really important. Yeah, yeah, no, the uh, time uh, management topic is crucial and uh, so many creatives get it wrong. So we should have another chat with you sometime about cigars and uh, time management. But no, this, I mean, you know. this, this is good. This is some good stuff for sure. So, well, any... Well, I mean, it's it's interesting because there is a nice balance between tactical and strategic in what you are sharing with us here. And I want to ask you questions about both uh, you know, the strategy, the big vision and, uh, and, the, uh, and, and the tactics. Well, maybe... I, I mean, yeah. the thing is, to, to me, they're essentially, they feed each other, right? Like the number one tactic I employ, or the number one strategy, I guess, is micro speed, macro patience, right? It's the idea that I'm going to be very patient over a long time, but I'm going to be extremely fucking fast in everything I do. And you just have to keep doing that. And you just have to keep being like, and then everything else comes out of that. You know, it's all this theory of just, I'm going to generate as much as I can and figure it out after. That's good. Yeah, I like that. It's actually really is close to what I've been doing, but I've never thought about it that way. So this is really cool. Yeah, no, and, and it does make sense, of course, on, on uh, everything being tightly connected and uh, just still being conscious 
and smart about where you spend your time and energy in is important. And the example you gave earlier about like tweeting a hundred times per day uh, is uh, an interesting example because it is a dedication to one specific channel because it would be quite difficult to be equally active on I don't know, two Instagram accounts and TikTok and YouTube and SoundClouds and Twitter at the same time. So this is I guess, uh, you know, I I, dis- I disagree. Okay, tell me. I think if I really wanted to, it's tricky. This is something I think about a lot. But like, honestly, dropping 100 comments on Instagram takes me like 25 minutes, right? Tweeting 100 times, maybe a little bit longer, but not that much longer, especially because like one of my favorite tactics is to um, look up something I'm interested in. So like stoner rock or black metal. Right. And then I just go in and drop comments on stuff in that, you know, so really you can drop a hundred comments on Instagram and a hundred com- and a hundred tweets in less than an hour if you're going for it, you know, and why not? Like, it's not hard. You know, we all drop Instagram comments every day. So why not just drop the most possible because it's going to have the biggest upside. It's totally correct for those who are already active on the platform and just need to shift the focus from using Instagram as a, as a, as a leisure time activity and doing it on their personal accounts or you know just uh, chatting with friends and just shifting focus to this kind of marketing aspect. And uh, we've got so many artists who just not comfortable with social media at all. They are just yeah. not there. They don't have the habit. They don't understand uh, the ethics of a platform. And it's not that difficult to learn, but it requires a bit of initial effort. I think it's really easy for you because you've got used to it and you've got into the flow of doing that. So how do you deal with those who are just getting started? Because sometimes just telling someone to do this may not be the most optimal strategy because they just don't feel comfortable. Even if they are dedicated, they may not know how to do it right. Yeah. And and that's a super valid concern, you know, and and I, I try to start people in baby steps. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, I understand me saying, look, to realistically do this, you need to, you know, like, realistically, if you want to break as an artist, you need to be heavily engaged on Spotify, on Instagram and Twitter, you need to be playing 50 to 100, you know, 50 shows a year, we'll say. And like, like as a local art, you know, as a regional artist, you know, you need to be playing a bunch of shows and then you need to be attending a bunch of shows, right? Because it's like you need to be active in your local community if you want to go from like local band to regional band yeah. to whatever. You know what I mean? So I think, I don't know, I just try to start people in baby steps. So if like if someone's a local band who's just starting, I'm like, look, try to drop a post every weekday and, you know, comment on three or four things in your feed every day. And just use that as a jumping, as use that as your starting point. But, you know, and then once you can post every weekday, then post once a day. And then once you post once a day and that's easy, post twice a weekday and once on weekends. Like you can't judge yourself. You, you have to build up the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. But you also, you have to build up the muscle. Otherwise you will die. That's a healthy approach to, to gaining mass <laughs> and to uh to just making it on any social media platform that's a good one and just with your music career overall so this is good what's your take on pr these days you are 
involved in that world because you write yourself but uh, honestly as a marketer as someone who helps record labels and artists how how crucial is uh, PR and with a note on the specifics of the metal world I know it's a, a bit different from other genres but still interested to hear your thoughts on that and metal PR is interesting because metal is such a nerd genre that people are actively reading blogs and small underground blogs in a way you don't really have in pop music. Yeah. You know, like there are people like my blog, I write for bigger publications, but my personal blog, Two Guys Metal Reviews, gets like 300 views a day. It's been at 300 views a day for like six years. Like I could probably grow it if I wanted to, but it's it's a personal project. There's no... uh you know, it's just this is this is what I like doing it and I'm not going to change. That being said, there are people who DM me who say, hey, I found out about X, Y and Z great bands from your tiny little blog. Right. Which like is not happening in the pop world. Yeah. So I think there's huge value there. And I think that's not that's something you shouldn't underestimate. I also, though, think, you know, music PR isn't a standalone thing. I think every band should have it. Obviously, because I think it's important, obviously, that people are writing about you and talking about your band, you know, but in my eyes, a lot of bands make PR the only thing. And this is actually what pisses PR people off the most in my experience, right? Is like they pay a PR person however many dollars to go and get them press and then they'd like never post about the press yeah. or they never post in general, you know, like random links across the Internet aren't going to sell your record but they're going to help create the package that people will give a shit about. It's that same concept of having a bunch of touches, right? Of the um, rule of sevens, right? It's like, I probably won't check a band if I, I just see their name on metal injection, but if I see their name on metal injection, metal sucks and decibel. Okay. Maybe I should take a peek into this one. You know, you know what I'm saying? And it's really, that's what it is. It's just, it's another way to beat down the door and it's important and fairly reasonable making it a part of an overall growth marketing strategy is really important so glad you mentioned that and it's a good point on pr being potentially more effective for new genres because uh, and indeed it's not just about metal it's just the nature of uh, the fans of uh, small underground genres the, they may be more dedicated to writing about others and reading others recommendations because curation of spotify will not help you discover great new bands in a particular micro genre almost certainly Absolutely. cool stuff you know what we need to repeat this someday so i uh, would love to have another call with you uh, for the podcast later this year but now we oh, need okay. to wrap it up so we didn't even talk much about uh, the dump and the dumbest the podcast but i'm linking to it in the show notes so anyone can, thank you for coming you know, on yesterday yeah, we <laughs> we did a really cool swap here. But no, seriously, lots of great insights. Really appreciate that. A fresh perspective on the fundamental things and some new ideas. So really good stuff. Uh, anyone who... Yeah, maybe you mentioned uh, where people should find you. You already made it clear that you are active on Twitter. I made it clear that you are active on Instagram. But what's the best way to connect with you? So go to either of those at MattBacon666 or follow me on Facebook, Dropout Media, or follow me on TikTok, um, again, at MattBacon666. 
I'm out there. We have the podcast. I have a radio show on Gimme Radio. There's stuff on Metal Injection. There's articles on a bunch of different websites. Go out and dig into it. I think a lot of it will be uh, educational and helpful, man. It is. It surely is educational and really helpful. So thank you for sharing it all with us. Thank you. And yeah, have a good one. And till next time, hopefully. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you all for listening. Go to dropoutmedia.net to find out more about Matt's services. Check out datamusic.com for more links to the show notes. Also check out musicgrowthtalks.com to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet, while I am on the roll um, telling you different cool URLs. Uh, so reach out to Matt on Instagram and Twitter as well if you have any questions, or even if you don't, just to let you know that you listen to these uh, episodes. Uh, as you've probably guessed by now, he will get back to you. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, you all stay safe in these tricky times. Don't panic. Don't touch your face. A banal but highly important recommendation because I personally tend to do that a lot. Uh, and focus on building your online fan community. Uh, this is a good time to be doing that, uh, especially if uh, you are performing act. So while you are locked in and you cannot uh, do shows at this very moment, just uh, turn your attention to building the engagement, the audience online. Um, yeah, you just have to walk hard to fight through the news, which hijacked so much of people's attention today, but it's all possible, and you just heard very actionable and relevant recommendations on how to do that from Matt Bacon. You all have a good week, and till next time, thank you for listening to Music Growth Talks. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowth.com talks.com